Podcast Fresh. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Fresh Cafe. This is episode number 14, and um, that's almost 15. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my uh, beanie-wearing co-host, Chris Torres. Chris, what's up, man? How you been? Good, good, man. Just chilling. You know, it's Saturday, so uh, just relaxing, man. Just getting ready for WrestleMania week. Oh, boy. WrestleMania week. We got a lot to talk about there. Uh, Man, so for, this is a first recording in the morning. Uh, a lot of things happened this week that we couldn't uh, record. Barely, barely. Barely in the morning. It's almost 12. But uh, I could get used to this, you know, waking up, brewing some coffee, and just sitting here as if it was a job. That'd be pretty dope, wouldn't it be? <laughs> I might have to be your fucking head with a hammer so you can wake up on time. But yeah, yeah, that does sound like a pretty good idea. <laughs> well, if someone did their fucking laundry the night before, that'd be great. <laughs> no, no, don't put this shit on me, dude. You said 10 a.m. You stayed up till fucking 4. Yeah. I yeah, knew I'll you were fucked last night. Because <clears throat> this motherfucker, <laughs> let me tell everybody, this guy's trying to play me. I've been on this earth 37 fucking years, and this guy doesn't think I know how, how things work. He texted me last night. Oh, hey. By the way, you know, you know, if tomorrow's a problem, let me know. We'll reschedule. I'm like, this motherfucker is staying up late <laughs> doing something stupid. Now, I could have looked at my schedule and been like, because I got something else later today. I got two more things after this, right? So I'm like, okay. I'll look at my schedule uh, and I'll figure it out. But when you suggested 10 a.m. the other day, I'm like, well, okay, if that's, you know, 10 a.m. is fine. And so I said 10 a.m. for that. I have everything else set up in the afternoon. And then so last night when you sent me that text message, I'm like, this motherfucker's hoping that I'll cancel or like move it to Saturday afternoon or something. And I would have been fine with it. But when you first came at me with 10 a.m. Saturday, I'm like, well, if that that's there for a reason. So I'm like, we'll take the uh, we'll take the uh, Saturday 10 a.m. slot. And the funny part is, is I'm not even a morning person, but I woke up at uh, what time did I wake up? I woke up at six today. And then, uh, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing awake? So I watched a couple YouTube videos, went back to bed like around 7.30. I was only up for like an hour. And then I woke up like at 10.05, and we were supposed to get together at 10. But I left everything ready for the night before. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I just hopped on. <laughs> and then I couldn't find you. So I'm like, you know what? If uh, Ryan sends me a message, and you did, but it was already after I made my executive decision to... Uh, <laughs> To begin the laundry. So at the very least, I'll have clean clothes at the end of the podcast by the time we finish recording. And that kind of puts me in a good mood because I thought that I was going to have to originally start my laundry around 12, 1230, maybe one whenever we finish the podcast. But now it's going to all be uh, it's going to all be done. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome for that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I will thank you for me having my laundry done. That for I, sure. I gotta give credit. I will credit say, this dude. I will say, I only I texted you at ten twenty five saying I'd, I'd be on in fifteen. But I actually woke up at nine, oh, no. and I I saw the the time, and I'm like, okay, nine is probably too early. I'm gonna go back to bed for ten minutes, and then I yeah. woke up at ten twenty. It was it was bad, but uh, the, yeah, whatever. that's my life. But so, anyway. Go ahead. So what we usually do is uh, when we get together to record, we'll go on the Skype and either he'll call me first or I'll call him first. And then it works because even if you're not online with the Skype gimmick, as soon as you do log in, it'll say like this person tried to contact you at whatever time. Right. So I can see like it's kind of like our way of letting each other know that we're online 
What I won't do is call Ryan and be like, hey, man, we're supposed to be recording right now, yada, yada. I will text. <laughs> I will wait. But uh, that's as far as I'll take it. I'm not waking anybody up, you know, because I know you work hard Monday to Friday. So I'm like, you know, the last thing I'm going to do is wake you up. I'd rather you say, hey, look, I fucked up. I slept in, whatever. And then we can record later. It doesn't matter to me. But the only other thing I had to do was laundry. And uh, laundry got the W. <laughs> there you go. But Can't why don't complain. you, Ryan, why don't you tell the good people uh, what you were up to last night? Uh, tell that little game you guys were playing. Oh, man, nothing crazy. But uh, I was late to the party on a game called Part-Time UFO. So me and my wife, we decided <laughs> to give that a shot. And we just got hooked on it. And then, like, that game is good. But it's it's so frustrating because the stupidest little, like, tweak of the joystick might fuck up your whole game plan but uh yeah. it's really fun you basically got to stack things up in uh either you got to stack as much as you can on something so like a bunch of uh for example a bunch of fish you got to pick them up and stack them on a cargo boat and you have to like kind of get to a limit <laughs> yeah. where like things are stable enough that they don't topple over if they topple over you lose points stuff like that and then there's also like balancing games so just as much as you put on one side you got to do on the other side and it's really fun as a local multiplayer game, but you might like get into a few arguments as I did. But um, but overall it was, oh it was pretty. Yeah, it's one of those. But it was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed it, and we ended up beating it. So I stayed up till like four a.m. playing fucking part time UFO. But it was a good game. I got four out of five for me. Uh, but that was it. Yeah, that, that's all I did. And now that that's out of the way, our next little co op game is uh, Box Boy and Box Girl, and that's another one I'm oh, late shit. to. All these like. You know, popular indie games. I just, I don't know. I missed the train, and now I'm getting to them. But, uh, yeah, that should be fun, too. Where, of course, you'll be the box girl and Tiff will be the box boy because we don't like to put labels on things. It's an open world, right, Ryan? You want to be That's a boy, girl? damn right. You know, you want to be a vegetable the rest of your life, whatever yes. makes you happy, brother. Yes. In my case, I'm not even going to Yeah, this game looks pretty She's dope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're this game looks pretty dope. Info? So you're literally just picking shit up and dragging it across the screen. And concept seems really simple. So I, yeah, re- I realize it gets, uh, it looks like it gets really tricky. Now you're moving teddy bears around. There's a level where you're literally moving baskets filled with, uh, I think, hamsters. <laughs> There's some really adorable <laughs> shit in there. That's interesting. Hey, 10 bucks, not bad. And it looks like a polished, uh, almost AAA game. No, it's good. It's very simple. You You just use one button and the joystick and... And off you go. And it gets pretty tough. And uh, you could also buy, like, uh, outfits for your little UFO and stuff. And I'm pretty sure there's more bonus stuff I haven't gotten into. But it's pretty cool. And yeah. uh, listeners, if you're currently uh, listening, you're not watching the... Uh, well, there is no video for him. But I am currently looking at Xena, Chris's beloved Irish setter dog. Xena, what is up? Yo, she looks half our, asleep. Our executive our executive producer. Yes. Who's oh, man. She's, <laughs> she wants to go to bed. She wants to hop on here, give us her fucking opinions on WrestleMania. Anyways, let us begin the show. Uh, before we begin, I just want to remind everybody you could find us on Instagram at Podcast Fresh, Facebook and YouTube also at Podcast Fresh. Uh, if you're a Twitter user, you could find us there at Podcast Fresh TO. And if you want to email us, you can do so by doing that at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. And without further ado, let's get into some wrestling. Chris, begin the Sport of Kings, por favor. Sport of Kings, the uh, biggest week in professional wrestling, at least here in North America, is the WrestleMania week. Now, usually it is called WrestleMania week. 
you know, there's different events going on every single day. But this year, it's actually literally WrestleMania week. Every single day, there's something going on, either a television uh, product by WWE or a pay-per-view product or some kind of special um, across the WWE and the NXT brands. So um, I thought we would get into that, maybe go through the cards a little bit, because uh, by the time... We record the next podcast fresh by the time Ryan drops it. Will at best be Saturday afternoon before night one. At worst, it'll be Sunday before night two. So this is going to be sort of the, uh, uh, besides uh, next week's show, this will kind of just be our overview of the event. And uh, we can give any thoughts that we might have on the card. Ryan, one week out, um, What's your excitement level for the actual WrestleMania two-night card? Uh, it's not good. <laughs> like, this is probably the worst. And he turns uh, heel. The lowest excitement level I've ever had for a WrestleMania, man. Um, I think I was more hyped up for the Royal Rumble rather than WrestleMania. I just... Ugh, there's nothing there that's... That's really... Uh, I just feel like I've seen a lot of this on Raw and SmackDown. I just feel like a lot of this is just uh, recycled for the biggest show of the year. Uh, I will say, like, you know, obviously Edge, Roman, and Daniel Bryan is probably my draw. But even then, it's like once Bryan got into the mix, I got less excited for some reason, and I can't really pinpoint why, but that's just Mm -hmm. just me. I really hope they don't redo a WrestleMania 30 where he wins, because, man, I I, I don't want to see that. Um... Yeah, and that's that's it. Like, I don't know what else is there. Bad Bunny versus The Miz. I'm interested to see what Bad Bunny can do in a match. That's pretty much the draw there. And the Sasha Banks Bel Air storyline, like that's not really that that kind of lost its luster for me too. And that's what I'm saying. It's just the buildup was way too long, and I feel like this is like it's just it should have all just happened, or it has happened, and they're doing it again. So I don't know. There's like you're. I'm kind of on the spot right now. But if I just off the top of my head, like normally I could say exactly what I'm looking forward to and what I'm excited for exactly, but I can't right now because I just there's nothing that ever stuck out to me this whole time. So yeah, like last year I was at least excited about. Um, everybody kind of knew that Drew McIntyre was going to win, but everybody was still excited to see him beat Brock Lesnar. Like it's it, like okay, yeah. this is the one where Brock loses, so you're excited about that. And then you had a hot and fresh Rhea Ripley uh, trying to go after the uh, women's title. Right. Or, excuse me, defending her uh, women's title against um, Charlotte and losing. And that was kind of the end of that. But those kind of were the two matches that I was most excited about. And I think I'm trying to remember at the top of my head here. I think it was I think we also got um, Bailey versus Asuka, I'm pretty sure. But anyway. And the obviously the boneyard match with the AJ Styles and Undertaker was really good, but that's a boot it, you know, like that's a boot it when it comes to last year's card. This year I had to look at the card to remind me of what's on there. I mean, obviously I know that Randy Orton's in some gimmick match. Um, besides the world title match uh, with MVP, no with MVP with Bobby Lashley, um, there really isn't uh, too much on there to get excited about. WrestleMania is traditionally a well-booked card, so I don't think they'll fuck it up there. I think they'll, you know, I think it'll be booked well, hopefully. Right. 
Um, although even that's not a guarantee. You know, I would have bet the house last year that Rhea Ripley was going to win, but she didn't. So yeah. Triple H famously said, well, uh, you guys got to wait for the story to play out. Uh, well, uh, we're here a year later and, you know, Charlotte doesn't appear to even have a spot on the card. But um, yeah, we'll get into it. One week out, I'm, this is not the most exciting WrestleMania ever, but um, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm sure I'll have some excitement on the day of. Yeah, I'll definitely tune in. Maybe WrestleMania week will help. If I see that Raw, I see that NXT, that SmackDown, whatever. Maybe then it'll hype hype me up. But, you know, we still got a week to go. Maybe they can announce something that'll change it around. I don't know. I was hoping. Definitely. One of the funniest things is uh, last night I went on to uh, Wrestling With Regret on YouTube. And Brian Zane actually announced that he's going to (laughs) stop... He's going to stop reviewing Raw and SmackDown as episodes. And so, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the fact that he didn't he didn't bullshit. He said, look, the reason I'm stopping to review these shows is, quite frankly, they're not fun anymore. They're and not, um, it made me sad because I'm kind of I'm, I'm pretty much the same age as uh, Brian Zane. And, you know, we come from similar uh, backgrounds with respect to having followed the, the product and things like that. He's actually worked in the business. I've never worked in the business, but. Um, so I listen to a lot of what he says and I, I usually can agree with most of the stuff he says and it's always good to debate in my own mind what I disagree with but for Zane to come out and say that uh, he's no longer doing the Raw or, or Smackdown reviews just because it's no longer fun um, it's interesting is all I gotta say and he said he figured this out when he took about a week off from doing any shows he just took a week off to catch up on life etc cetera, etc cetera. And he was just kind of beginning to uh, kind of dread doing it, you know. So um, I think uh, I think it's good. I think it's – you don't want to be doing something that's not fun. You know what I mean? At the sake of what? Burning out? It's just totally not worth it. So yeah. he says he might be working on a podcast or something else in the future, um, which would be a, a cool one to check out. But, uh, yeah, what did you think about Brian Zane wrestling with regret? That's been, you know, a go-to for a lot of people to catch their Raw and SmackDown reviews, and now it's one less thing. Is this just one guy, Ryan, or there are, have you met and seen a lot of people that are kind of in the same shoes as Brian Zane? Mm, you know what? Not like like all the wrestling stuff that I follow. They're they're not showing that they're going to stop reviewing Raw and SmackDown or anything like that. But I can see the fatigue when they constantly say that you know this week was just a little bit different than last week or this week is almost the same thing it does get tiring (laughs) you know you just review the same thing week after week it's like especially when now like wwe is on this like tip of just grouping the same names over and over again uh half the guys that have like beef in these storylines i didn't even realize until this week like i didn't know seth and cesaro were beefing like i like i don't i don't know that wasn't really made clear to me like yeah they've you know fought each other a couple times off screen on screen but like i'm pretty sure seth had a match with shinsuke and and like that was kind of personal i don't know it the booking has just been so off and not straightforward at all to me so when a guy like zane comes out and says you know what this isn't fun anymore yeah no shit because it's like you're just saying the same thing week after week but at the same time you're doing it to an like for an audience that you know because you have a following and you're trying to spice things up and you're trying to make it interesting but really how can you and WWE is it just makes it hard to to do that you know what I mean like there's just it's not interesting wrestling right now in WWE at least is very bland and Wrestlemania man I just as hard as uh as crappy as this is to say I think I'm looking forward to Wrestlemania passing more than Wrestlemania itself 
just because I feel like then they can open up a new chapter and kind of, you know, start their new tra trajectories and, and do their new ideas because the raw after WrestleMania is usually a pretty big one. And, uh, maybe then we could like get some flavor back into this, but man, this has got to be the blindest WWE year of the, of the year because I can't, I don't know. I kind of share the same sentiment. Like if I had a job of reviewing Raw and SmackDown, I don't know what I would do with myself because it's like every week when we do this cafe, it seems like we get on here and I just bash the shit out of those two shows. Like we're comparing them and I got to pick one. Like usually I'll say, you know, SmackDown was definitely better than Raw or whatever, but it's like not by much. SmackDown never passes Raw by much or vice versa. You know what I mean? And then we get into the numbers of it and it's like, Again, the numbers are depleting and people are losing interest. Like, it's a it's a serious issue. Yeah, no, no, I I completely get it. Yeah, yeah, they've just be it's just become bland, and that's why I think I told you this in person. Maybe we were talking about the rosters, and I'm like, dude, just combine the rosters again. You know, combine the rosters. Yeah, combine the rosters because especially with COVID protocols, man. Like, it, it honestly just feels like the same ten guys, and then, dude, the hurt business have been in. Now they're going to feud with each other, but the, the the hurt business started off as this small stable, then it grew into a, like a large four man stable decorated with championships, and you kind of got used to it. And now, um, yeah, and these guys were presented as baby faces at one point when they went up against uh, Retribution, but yeah. now it's kind of like I don't know what the point of having Baron Corbin in there. You know, it's kind of like are they that afraid that maybe? Um, Maybe Lashley's going to get cheered or something crazy like that, so they're guaranteed to have him get booted to put Corbin there. I'm not sure. But Corbin is one of the most hated guys on TV and also, you know, <laughs> on the internet, <laughs> you know. But um, so anyway, yeah, it's interesting. But anywho, let's get into WrestleMania week, and we'll cover most of these bases when we get there. So it was announced that WrestleMania week would have its own full week on the WWE Network, which is now transitioning over to the Peacock uh, NBC brand. So it starts off on Monday with the Best of WrestleMania in the 1990s special. And there's also going to be a, a live Raw talk after uh, Monday Night Raw goes off the air. Monday Night Raw goes on the air at 8 o'clock. It is the go-home show for WrestleMania, and we have a couple matches, uh, several matches, rather. Uh, Bobby Lashley will take on Cedric Alexander, probably just a squash match to get him ready for the strap match. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler with Reginald taking on Asuka and Rhea Ripley. That'll probably just be uh, Asuka Ripley going at it, maybe a pull apart, something like that, something to put some uh, last-second fire into that feud. And uh, Drew McIntyre will probably kick the head off King Corbin, at some point as well. So those are your three matches that have been announced on the um, on the Raw side. So, again, is this uh, Monday Night Raw that I'm exactly uh, excited about? No. I think, um, I think we know the results to all these matches. I think we're ready for WrestleMania. And um, this because of that extra fast lane pay-per-view, it just feels like there's already enough fat that we had to go through. And so, uh, yeah, one more Monday Night Raw. Whatever. You excited about this Raw, Ryan? Uh, it just feels like any other Raw to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then on Tuesday, we have, we continue the stuff with the best of WWE on the WWE Network, best of WrestleMania in the 2000s. And then we're going to have the WWE Hall of Fame 2020 and 2021. 
induction ceremonies. That'll start at uh, 8 o'clock. And uh, I'll go into the Hall of Fame here. We talked about it last week, but we have this year JBL, the British Bulldog, Jushin Thunder Liger, going in as individuals. Ryan, you remember JBL, eh, from the days of oh, yeah. uh, Eddie Guerrero? Do you remember him a little bit? Damn right. Uh, I got into wrestling when he was feuding with Cena, and they had that crazy I Quit match. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Didn't they have some kind of match where, like, John Cena, like, F5'd him through his limo? Something like that? Am I crazy here? He, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the I Quit match. He F'd him through the... Uh through the limo, and then he like took off the limo's yeah. like bumper and like threatened to hit him with it, and then he quit. I don't know, something like that. It was a long time ago. <laughs> and I, and I tried to. It might have been. And I remember like um, Ken Anderson was big during that time as Ken Kennedy. So I'm not right. sure if I'm thinking of a Ken Kennedy Cena match, or I might also be thinking of Kennedy versus Taker. And I think Taker tombstone on top of a hearse. I can't remember. I'm trying to. This was when I was beginning to tune out a little bit, but I do remember some of those programs. Yeah. British Bulldog, good choice. That's a guy that's been in the WWE forever. Everybody remembers him all the way going back to uh, his early days in WWE as a tag team champion with the Dynamite Kid. Uh, Justin Thunder Liger, who's WWE considers to be one of the most uh, revolutionary competitors in sports entertainment. <laughs> but he's an 11-time IWGP junior heavyweight champ. And a one-time WCW Light Heavyweight Champ. So those are your three individuals going into the hall. Then we have a couple groups. The NWO is going in. We don't need to tell you who those guys are. Uh, but it will be Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and a six-packer going in. So all four of them, guys. The Bella Twins. So the Bella Twins will also be going in. And uh, they are... They are also the 2013 Slammy Award winners. The celebrity wing, William Shatner. Shatner had done some work for the WWE as a narrator on the uh, network series Breaking Ground. And um, he's appeared multiple times on WWE. The Warrior Award, I didn't even know about this. I knew about the Warrior Award, but I didn't know that it was Titus O'Neil who had been chosen to receive it. And, um, you know, Titus has does does all kinds of work for uh, charities and different organizations so definitely well deserved he's one of WWE's frontline guys anytime there's you know there's going to be cameras or you want somebody that's going to speak well you definitely choose him so those are your uh, 2020 picks and then your 2021 picks are uh, Molly Holly um who was a uh, Women's champion and hardcore champion. Eric Bischoff, you know, uh, there is no WCW. There is no Monday Night Wars without him. Also was a GM in WWE. Kane, you know, Kane, the brother of The Undertaker, multiple-time world champion, winning belts uh, pretty much everywhere, WWE and ECW. Um, He's a Royal Rumble killer. He's got the most eliminations at 46 and the most Royal Rumble appearances at 20. The great Kali, one of Ryan's favorites, one-time world heavyweight champion, and good Lord, some of the most notorious, boring matches I've ever seen in my entire life. The uh, Punjabi prison. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Uh, those are just some horrible matches. And uh, RBD, straight out of Arby's. RVD will be coming in, uh, probably red-eyed, just from the flight, probably. Hey, dude, okay. Um, he'll be up there. <laughs> Hopefully they... Uh, <laughs> it's just so easy to make fun of that stupid fucking character. 
Hey, man, this situation, not cool. I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. No wonder the poor guy just spent most of his time just sitting in his car playing games on his phone. Like, this guy would avoid backstage. Like, think about that. Like, because he, he just didn't want to deal with anybody in the back. So he'd go to his... He'd go to his car and, I don't know, light up a joint or play games on his phones, whatever the fuck he was doing. But Man. there you go. RVD, I always thought he was a good talent, one of Ryan's favorites. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I think for me, like, once he gets to, like, 03, 04, 05, that's kind of it for RVD. For me, it kind of peaked when he won the ECW World Championship at the one at the, one of the different one-night stand pay-per-views. I think it might have been the first one. Where he beat John Cena, there was that really famous sign in the crowd. If Cena wins, we riot. It's just so fucking right. legendary. So mm. RBD, Great Cali, Kane, Bischoff, Molly, Holly, Ryan. Any thoughts about any of them five names? Uh, RVD is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm glad he's getting his uh, his little spotlight here. Uh, I also enjoyed his TNA run. That was actually really good in in the late. Uh, 20, That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2009, 2010, 2011, whatever. Um, Nah, dude's dude's great, um, talent wise. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, I think everyone here deserves to go. I think it's kind of early to be honest, and I don't know, maybe unpopular opinion, but the Bellas, I, I don't think the Bellas should have been in there yet. Uh, I agree, they they were part of that revolution and stuff. But man, that's very early. You're gonna be a Hall of Famer in like your 30s or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Your early 30s. Pretty crazy. Yeah, and Molly Holly is not retired. She's semi-retired, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So a lot of them are like, man, I don't know. Are they just running out of people? Like, <laughs> I think eventually everybody's going to go in. I mean, they need bodies. They need content. And now that, uh, you know, now that uh, now you have this Peacock deal, you're going to need a lot more. Um, you're going to need a lot more content. So you can expect to see stuff like this, especially once you have like... Um, Guys like Coco Beware is in there and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just kind of strange. And it is kind of weird because, like, you have Mickey James, who's completely right. capable. They just haven't put her on TV. 41 years old. Okay. But she looks like a million bucks. She can go. And now you're getting excited because you're teasing a possible return of the Bella Twins, who, mind you, are going to be about 37 by the time they come back. That's only four years younger than Mickey. They're but you saw 37. in that Legends. Right. You saw that Legends uh, show in February where they presented Mickey James as this, oh, this legendary. They were almost painting her as like this retired figure. Mickey James had to be like, yeah. wait a minute, guys, I'm not done. What the fuck? You know what I mean? So um, that is too bad because I do like Mickey James. I know you like Mickey James. And sometimes you do see that little bit of a double standard. But it is pro wrestling, so you are going to see that regardless. They tried to hammer that point home because they put her next to uh... – Sergeant Slaughter and the uh, no pants Tatanka. Remember that? So it's <laughs> yeah, as yeah, if yeah. it's as if they were like, yeah, you know, she's one of those guys. She's retired. It's like, well, right. Shit. Right. Nah, she's not done. On Wednesday, we got the best of WWE WrestleMania in the 2010s on the network. And WWE's The Bump is going to stream live at 10 a.m. And then, of course, this leads to NXT TakeOver Night 1 complete with a pre-show at seven o'clock because why not and then the special presentation begins at eight o'clock this should be a really good card here are the matches for night one pete dunn versus kushida in a singles match msk taking on the grizzled young vets and legato del fantasma who is raul mendoza and joaquin wilde 
Um, MSK, of course, were the winners of the Dusty Classic, defeating the Grizzled Young Veterans. The Grizzled Young Veterans, the story here is that the Grizzled Young Vets made it to the Dusty Classic Finals twice and lost twice. So they're pissed. And then you have Legado del Sol for a little seasoning there. This will be a triple threat match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship. So that should be... You know, if you own a barn, I would keep an eye on it because it might burn it down. Um, Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. Give me one second. Sneeze break. <laughs> Bless your face. <laughs> Excuse me. <Jeez>. Excuse me. <laughs> Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais what the fuck. Okay. okay. Ah, I'll make this easy for you. I'll start all over again. Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve, Scott Bronson, Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight um, in a six-man gauntlet eliminator match to determine the number one contender for the NXT North American Championship on night two. So this will lead into night two. It's kind of nice, Ryan. If you're gonna, I don't mind this so much. I don't mind you putting a link between the first night and the second night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not bad. Like on the... Like on the SmackDown brand, originally, um, Brian's idea was, well, why don't you face whomever on night one and I'll face the winner on night two kind of thing, right? So I thought that was kind of interesting. Or do it the other way, whatever. But that's pretty cool. And that'll be for the NXT uh, North American Championship. That'll be defended on the second night. Valter takes on Tommaso Ciampa. This is probably going to be 15 minutes of just two guys beating the shit out of each other. This one will only be for um, well, Valter's NXT UK Championship. Um, very cool. Always a treat to have Valter here because Valter uh, notoriously does not like traveling outside of his home uh, town so, or out of his home country. So anytime you get to see the big man in there, it should be fun. And as of right now, uh, it'll be Io Shirai defending the women's title against Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez, I mean, uh, Dakota Kai, we saw them win the Dusty Tag Team Classic. So here we have Raquel, one of the two, going up against Io Shirai for the championship. Uh, do any of these matches excite you, Ryan? Pete Dunn, Kushida, the MSK match, um, the six-man uh, gauntlet eliminator, Walter Ciampa or Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez? Definitely um, Walter Ciampa is one of them. Uh, big fan of Ciampa. <laughs> yeah, I think Ciampa's cool. Um Io Shirai, that I've been following a bit of that story with like that, that person, like that. I don't know much about about it, but that person on the ramp that's like controlling everybody, that like mystical empress or whatever it is, that's pretty cool. Right. Uh, I should really uh, find out more about that. What's going on there? But uh, yeah, that one definitely. And um, oh, what was the other one you mentioned? Pete Dunn. Man, I think Pete Dunn is great. So always a treat to see him too. Uh, yeah, yeah, it should be good, man. NXT is slowly or as quietly, you know, doing great things. It's just a shame they just can't like transcend another audience. They just can't like get out there more. Like me, even me, like I'm praising them, but I don't go out of my way to watch them for whatever reason. Maybe I'm just wrestled out, but you know, that that is what it is. That is what it is, and yeah, I think just like you said, I think it's be, it's been a challenge for both AEW and. NXT. So I'm hoping that with both shows sort of um, flipping nights, or at least, you know, Wednesday staying with Dynamite and then Tuesdays, uh, NXT going over to Tuesdays, hopefully both the audiences can go up because one would think that. I mean, right now you have about 1.4, 
1.3 million fans tuning in on Wednesday nights to watch NXT and AEW combined. I don't imagine it'll still be 1.4 million. Like anybody that thinks that is crazy, that would be great. Shit, first sure. Wednesday and AEW's got 1.4. It doesn't work that way. There's going to be a crossover of fans that are leaving and are going to end up on Tuesday. So I would throw away the first weeks of ratings out. I wouldn't think too much of it. Also, it's going to take some fans. Uh, we're creatures of habit, man. There are people that tune out. And when you tune back in, you just go back to the night that you think it's on. So there's going to be people that are tuning in Wednesday only to find out that they've missed it. So, um, yeah, this will be the last this will be the last uh, NXT show on a Wednesday, and it'll return on uh, next Tuesday, the day after WrestleMania. Night two, we have Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defending the uh, Tag Team Championships against The Way, which is Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Adam Cole takes on Kyle O'Reilly. This one should be a, a good beat-em-up. It's going to be an un unsanctioned match. Johnny Gagano, and Gagano's here. He'll defend the North American Championship against the Gauntlet Eliminator winner. And that could be anybody, but when I look at the six names, L.A. Knight, Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Leon Ruff, I mean, you can put any one of those six in there. L.A. Knight just started with the company. It'd be very quick, but I could see it. Dexter Loomis, they've been pushing for a while. Um... I don't find him as intriguing as a lot of people do, but he's there. Cameron Grimes, you know, he's he's been pushed as well. Then you got Bronson Reed, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Leon Ruff who always have a chance in any match. I don't quite want to see Leon Ruff in there. We already had the Leon Ruff Kool-Aid thing from a couple of months ago. So, realistically, I'd like to see uh, Gargano versus LA Knight or uh, Gargano versus Cameron Grimes. Which one of those six would you push for, Ryan? Or do you fucking just go with LA Knight? Fuck it. I think just L.A. Knight, man. L.A. Knight came in and it was like such a big deal that week. And then he's already lost a match on NXT, which sucks. But <laughs> I, I would just I would just push him. I would just push him, honestly. Right. That's a formal that's a former world champion. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, what the hell. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, exactly. Jordan Devlin. Versus Santos Escobar for the undisputed NXT cruiserweight championship um so right now jordan devlin is the nxt cruiserweight champ santos Exta uh, santos escobar uh is the interim nxt cruiserweight champion so we got a unification match this will be a ladder match this will be a pretty damn good match i'm not that familiar with both of these guys i've seen clips online and stuff like that i haven't been tuning into the nxt product on a regular basis so but i'm excited about that match ladder match nxt cruiserweight championship and then in the main event, Finn Balor uh, defending the NXT Championship takes on Karrion Cross with Scarlett. That should be very interesting because you have Finn Balor back with the belt versus Karrion Cross, who had the belt for about a cup of coffee before losing the title due to injury. So, who do you see winning here? And if Karrion Cross loses, do you see him going out to the main roster? That's an interesting one, man. I had in my mind for a while that Karrion Cross would be the guy to take the belt. Maybe they'd have another match. Karrion retains. Finn goes back to the main main roster. Um, I never really pictured the possibility of Karrion Cross going to the main roster. At least not yet. I think it's too early. But he has been doing this for a long time. I think he could easily, you know, get used to what the main roster feels like and and is. Um. 
but I think it should be a good match. Uh, they're both talented dudes, and uh, Scarlett at ringside probably will be some kind of you know factor of how heel Karrion Cross really is. But uh, we'll see. I wouldn't really complain if any of these guys, if either of these guys went to uh, to Raw or SmackDown. So hopefully something does happen with this. But I do think that their feud is too. It's been like if one of them decides to just leave whenever this match is over and you know just not them decides but if management decides to put them in the main roster i think the sh- the feud is just too short so maybe it wouldn't happen right away but uh yeah that's my thought all right so on the thursday jesus we're only on thursday on the thursday you have <laughs> wwe you're going to have nxt night 2 which we kind of just went through right there on the network you'll have this week in wwe and then, of course, we have the WWE NXT UK Prelude card. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. So this is going to be the uh, the NXT UK the, the UK um, match here. So Walter will defend the NXT, NXT UK title against Rampage Brown. The Heritage Cup title number one contenders match, Noam Dar, will take on Tyler Bate with Trent Severn. And then uh, there's a couple other things announced. There's supposed to be appearances by uh, Jordan Devlin, a um, bunch of other people. But that's kind of uh, that's kind of the card right now. And um, I don't know. It's very interesting. I'm not that familiar with the NXT UK product, but um, I'm sure if there's something that I need to go out of my way for, I'll definitely definitely check it out. Especially Walter. I'm a huge fan of the guy. Yeah, I agree. Walter's one. Walter's the only UK dude that I actually pay attention to. Uh, other than that, I don't know much. Right. This takes us, of course, to Friday. And on Friday, we will have on the WWE Network the best of WWE, best of WrestleMania main events, and, of course, 205 Live streaming at 10 p.m. And, of course, since it's Friday, it's going to be Friday Night SmackDown. Don't forget to catch SmackDown. And this is being built as a special uh, WrestleMania, almost like a pre-show edition of the card. And we have a couple different matches. We have Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode who are the tag team champions of SmackDown, taking on the Street Profits, Ray and Dominic, and Otis and Chad Gable in a fatal four-way for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Dude, that match sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Dominic especially, man. I've been, like, keeping tabs on him. The kid is so damn yeah. good. The kid is going to be Definitely. a star when he's older, man. So good. I hope so, Ryan. I... It's hard to say. I'm not a big fan of the way they booked him. Like, I'm not saying he should be booked as, like, this, you know, intimidating badass. But um, I would like to see Ray and Dominic stick together as long as they can. I don't, I'm not crazy about mm-hmm. Dominic turning on on, uh, on Otis or, um, or even on his father. So we'll see where this goes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting nonetheless. I think that they should at we least also, win the, the tag titles. I think they should go for a tag right. title run first. I think that'd be really good for Dominic. Uh, get him used to like what it's like to, yeah. to have a belt, uh, to be in the spotlight or whatever, so to speak. Like, I, I think it'd be cool. You know what I mean? He definitely needs that kind of experience first before they think of doing anything else with him. And just like you, I'm not a fan of him turning on Ray. I think they'd be stupid as hell because they've they've portrayed that they're a tight family and they're close and all that. Like, 
Like, what what could they possibly make him turn for? Is he going to go around and say, you know what? I found out Eddie was my dad. Like, WWE would do something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. But, I uh, did it for Eddie. I, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. Kid's good. And then we have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And we have seen what this Battle Royal has done to the careers of Cesaro, the Big Show. You know, just all these guys that have gone on to have amazing careers. <laughs> nah, this has just become Jesus. like a gimmick thing. But anytime you have a bunch of different people in there, um, always at least fun to watch. Hopefully they can make this one exciting. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We got Akira Tozawa, <clears throat> Angel Garza. Cedric Alexander, Jesus. Wow. <sighs> Drew Gulak, Elias, Eric, Grand Metalik, Humberto Carrillo, Jackson Riker, Jay Uso. Juso's going to be there. I just oh, like geez. saying Juso. Kalisto, King Corbin, one of Ryan's favorites. Lince oh, Dorado, yeah. Mace. Hey, hey, they haven't given up on these guys. <laughs> Murphy, <laughs> Mustafa Ali, Ricochet. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Shelton, Benjamin, Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura, Slapjack, T-Bar. Whoa, remember these guys turning off the lights, turning them back on? And Tucker. Don't forget about Tucker. So just a bunch of geeks in this uh, Andre the Giant Geek Battle Royal. Ryan, who's your pick? Uh, and I'm not even putting you on the spot here that series. So who do you think would win this? <laughs> uh, I don't know who would win. I know who I want to win. I'm a big, and I mean huge, ricochet fan i think that dude is incredible so please win or don't win whatever the hell is more beneficial to your career because apparently if you win this you're kind of gone after that uh jesus i I don't know man i was kind of happy just a quick side note this monday on raw they did drew versus ricochet and they made ricochet kind of look like the guy that would step up to drew out of anyone else in the in the back at that point so they gave ricochet a bit of a spotlight a bit bit of some badassery and he had like some kind of good moments in that match but of course he lost but that kind of reignited my faith that they know what they have with this guy and the one this is gonna sound stupid or not depending how you look at it but he brought back his pants and to me that just shows a sign of like you know i got i'm I'm a little more important than just some some shorts Are you talking about um, like his, re- his, about, uh, his wrestling his wrestling gear? He was in shorts for a long time, and that when he was in shorts, it was like when he was irrelevant. But he brought back the pants in this match, so I'm thinking maybe they're gonna rocket him a little bit. Are you talking about Ricochet? Yeah, I'm talking about Ricochet. <laughs> Jesus, so, so stupid. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I would love if you're not doing anything uh, with either of them, right? Right. I would be like, can we just have Mustafa Ali and Ricochet as a freaking tag team? Just oh, like a high-flying fucking, just two guys. Could you imagine the stuff they can do, you know, with Ricochet's ability to fly over the ropes and stuff like that? And you can have, like, Mustafa right. Ali. I love Mustafa. And he shows great fire, but I could take him as a babyface as well. Dude, yeah. that guy, that guy's a fucking star. Like, the second his fucking contract is up, if they're not going to do with anything in here, he could easily go and have, like, a fucking five-star match with Kenny Omega on the other brand. Or go to Impact and do some wicked things with Rich Swan. Like, there's no shortage. Ricochet, in my opinion, is he's top ten in the world. Like, he honestly is so fucking good. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like you go to the WWE and they're like, 
Yeah, you know all those special moves you can do with your controller? Yeah. Okay, so you can basically do all your basic moves and only some of your special moves. But, like, your really, really super special moves, yeah, we can, Vince doesn't want you doing them because it makes the rest of the roster look bad. So if you cannot, you know what I mean? Same thing with Keith Lee. You don't gotta reteach oh, Keith man, Lee how to wrestle. You don't gotta teach Lee. You you don't gotta teach Keith Lee how to wear the fucking hard camera as well. Uh, it takes time to find the hard camera. And I'm being unfair because I know Triple H is a huge fan of his, but we haven't seen Keith. But it's like at the end of the day, Triple H has to take some responsibility because if those are your kids from NXT, you have to be able to at least fight for them a little bit more on the main roster. And so far, Vince McMahon's been able, from what I've seen, to squash almost all of them. And mold all those guys into into kibble for his own stars, like Drew Drew Mack and Brock Lesnar and all these all them other guys, you know. Man, even Randy Orton went on Twitter and said that he, the one guy he would love to help out is Ricochet, like the one guy that he sees a tremendous amount of potential, and just he knows his worth and he knows that what what's going on is wrong. Like he was just like, man, Ricochet would be the guy that I'd like to work with next. So for you, you one of your top stars to say that, like, it's definitely showing something. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I know. So I hope, I have hope that they'll do something with Ricochet, but uh, fingers crossed. So that's SmackDown. And then don't forget to tune into 205 Live Friday night. I haven't seen 205 Live in years. Ryan, when's the last time you saw 205 Live? I forgot that Maybe was a Maybe in clip form on the WWE YouTube? Probably when we went to go see it live. I swear to God. <laughs> Stank! Oh, yeah, that's right, because they taped it right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Jesus. No, no, it used to be it used to be a part of Raw. Remember where they would like go to commercial, they'd tape the ropes purple, and then they'd have the match. Oh, and then Jesus, you remember and that? Tape the ropes. <laughs> Dude, they would literally have like two or three minutes. Did you see how fast those fuckers were working to like tape up the oh, ropes? Like Fifteen motherfuckers like rushed the ring with tape and they just taped the shit out of that, man. It was crazy. But yeah, I'm glad they're not yeah. doing that anymore. No <laughs> Dude, it took me a while to realize that the ropes were actually taped up. Like, I just always thought the ropes came like a solid color, and they oh, were just really? using its own momentum. I, I I realized they were pulled, you know, using obviously some kind of pulley system or something. You know what I mean? Like, I realized they were tight, but I did not think they were actually taped up. And then I realized that they were, but, you know, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to Saturday, April 10. Happy Saturday, everybody. And we have Evolve 8 on the WWE Network, ICW Fight Club 167, um, WXW, We Love Wrestling number 6, Progress presents Chapter 108, and then we have Talking Smack, we have a WWE Chronicle on Edge, we have a WWE The Bump at 1, and then <laughs> WrestleMania, Ryan's eyes are turning all googly, and then the WrestleMania <laughs> kickoff. Double check to make sure your ass is not a, a stuck to that chair. <laughs> make sure you get up and get, let the blood stream a little bit. Uh, let the blood flow a little bit. Uh, WrestleMania kickoff night begins at 7 p.m. Get the coffee ready. It's going to be a long one. And then, of course, WrestleMania night one begins streaming on the Peacock Network at 8 p.m. Ryan, you ready for WrestleMania? Yeah. As ready as I'll ever be, I guess. <laughs> like, what am I going to say? <laughs> Jesus. Night one, Sasha Banks defends her Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. 
Bobby Lashley defends his SmackDown men's title with MVP. No fucking idea why they blew up the Hurt Business. He takes on Drew McIntyre. Um, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Ryan, it's a slam dunk, or are you choosing Sasha Banks for the what the fuck is happening? Vince McMahon needs to go. That's twi- that's two 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 WrestleManias in a row. First Rhea Ripley, now Bianca Belair. Life isn't fair. Who are you choosing, Sasha Banks or Bianca? Oh, so we're going through the card. Okay. Um, as of now, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. This is hard because it's like Sasha just turned heel officially last week, and it's like, do you just squander that or do you make – fuck it. I'm just going to go Bianca. Well, just because you turn heel doesn't mean you lose because even when you turn babyface, you fucking go on a losing streak anyway. No, but that's my so point. So I think – That's my yeah. point. Like if if they make made her a heel, I, that makes me believe she's going to win. So I'm going to go a little off the wall and say Bianca Belair. Awesome, yeah. I will choose Bianca. Well, no, no. Bianca is a slam dunk. Like That's the overwhelming favorite. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. We all think the same. Yeah, yeah. I think Bianca Belair will win it. I think they did the... Um, I, think, I think they did the... Uh, there's the card if you need to see it. I think they did the Sasha Banks turning heel gimmick just because they want to make... Remember, Pac, this is going to be the first show with a live crowd. Vince McMahon right. doesn't want the crowd to be that that famous Toronto crowd where he boo all the baby faces and cheer, cheer the heels. <laughs> so I think that he just wants to make sure with certain stuff like that that certain people get booed. I'm also going to choose Bianca Belair for the win there. And what about the yeah. Bobby Lashley with MVP taking on Drew Mack? <laughs> Who do you have here? Uh, that's a hard one. All depends how Vince views Bobby right now. If Vince is uh, if Vince is happy with Bobby's performance and the overall look of it, I think he'd keep the strap the strap on him. But if right. Drew's in that picture and they're itching to get Drew back in that you know face of WWE kind of thing, right? I don't know. I don't know what the hell do you do. I think I'm just gonna pick. I'm gonna go with Drew because they just they already exploded the hurt business. <laughs> so who knows? Right. I'm just, I'm just going to pick Drew. Actually, no, you know what? I'm not going to pick Drew. I'm going to go for Bobby off one simple factor. They went out of their way to give him a, a new song and a video and a whole new entrance gimmick. So I'm just going to go with Bobby. Funny. I like that. Right. Bobby. That's <laughs> can't awesome. Sp- can't, uh, can't waste that money, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre okay. will win this match. I don't. Uh, I don't want to see a bullshit finish. I hate to take the belt off Bobby Lashley so early, but yeah, I'm. I'm almost hoping Bobby Lashley does win. But the reason I'm choosing Drew McIntyre is I feel like WWE almost feels like they owe him that big win in front of a crowd that he didn't get last year. Maybe yeah. And I think. Uh, but I think Bobby Lashley will still win. You know what? I, I think just Bobby had a thought. Lashley will still win. Yeah. What about the the uh, the factor of the Hurt Business, who are technically pissed off at MVP and Bobby Lashley? What if Cedric and Shelton get involved to cause an upset? That's also a factor. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't see it. I think I think on Raw. 
I think on Raw, Bobby Lashley is going to destroy uh, Cedric. And then uh, I don't think there'll be a real reason for... I think he's done with those guys. If Bobby Lashley wins here, I don't think his first program is going to be, you know, with Cedric or Shelton Benjamin. I think he'll move on to something else because he is a heel. And you do have at least some baby faces you can go with. Drew McIntyre makes sense here if you want to push it into a SummerSlam program. But, man, the more I think about this, the more I think Bobby Lashley is going to win. So, you know what, Ryan? I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. To the dark side. There we go. Bobby Lashley. I think Drew McIntyre, he'll be happy just to have that, a really nice big entrance at the Mania event. He doesn't have to get the big win. Um, and he can always win it back maybe later. Maybe he can build it up to a nice hot SummerSlam feud. And honestly, MVP, MVP. Yeah, MVP is good too. But I was going to say Bobby Lashley is such a, a good, solid, strong heel that I almost don't. I can see him just carrying the strap for a little while. Yeah, same. Bad Bun. He's totally capable. Yeah. Definitely. Bad Bunny with Damian Priest takes on The Miz with John Morrison. Who do you got here, Ryan? Oh, shit. It's Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. They're not going to make him look like crap yeah, at this WrestleMania. One, this one's pretty unanimous. I think uh, this is going to be your five-minute ha-ha match. Uh, <laughs> and I think we will see uh, probably Damian Priest go in there and John Morrison will get involved. Part of the reason they were speculating, part of the reason why this got turned from a tag team match to a main match, it was not so much. It wasn't so much because the Miz and Bad Bunny can hold the nameplate up by themselves. It's I've heard that John Morrison might still be semi injured, and well, I, so I they figured I, we'll just go. Yeah, I, I had mentioned this last week. They um, both John Morrison and Damien have little injuries. Alexa, stop. Right. Both so, Damien Priest and who has injuries? And John Morrison. They they're both like nursing minor injuries. There's still oh, okay, okay. There, there's talk that this still might be turned into a tag match on the day of if if uh right. they get cleared in time or whatever. So Gotcha, gotcha, that. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we got Bunny in that one. Up next, The New Day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods defending the Tag Team Championships against AJ Styles and a debuting Omos. Omos is finally back. Um, I don't know about you, Ryan, but Omos has got to be the first giant that I am the least scared of. I'm not saying I'm going to kick his ass or anything like that, but of (laughs) all the giants, this guy just seems like... He's too GQ'd for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just like, he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants to get in there and get dirty or physical. He's probably one of those guys that's too too worried about spilling his latte on his $200 Italian leather shoes. Right. I like almost as a manager, just being a little prick, like catching AJ when he should have face fallen or <laughs> yeah. like he protected him at the Rumble. I think almost even eliminated a couple of guys, which I think during our review or maybe my <laughs> review if I was solo that night, it pissed me off a little bit. But, um, what do you think about this Omus AJ Styles versus New Day match? I am going to choose New Day to keep the championships. Yeah, I'm going to pick them too. Uh, just like you, I think Omas is like he's like, he comes across as a bit of a fumbling idiot too. Like he just he had that cool <laughs> right. demeanor about him for a couple, you know, a few weeks. Actually, probably more than a month. <laughs> right. But, once he started yeah. like getting uh, kicked out of the side by the referee, where the referee would send him to the back because he's getting too distracting or whatever, or uh, 
you know, he would get involved, like the, like the stuff with the rumble. Like, I don't know. It just kind of the whole mysterious factor got taken down a couple notches for me. So that uh, it, it's not like when you had Big Show appear that night that he made his debut and just killed everybody. Or it's not like when right. uh, Kali came and just destroyed everybody in his debut. Like there was just there's something different about him that isn't clicking with me when I compare him to those guys. So I'm not really excited for his match. I mean, I hope he does a good job. It's his debut and everything, but I just feel like this guy is, um, this, this feels like a guy that'll be at mania and then he won't wrestle for a while. I feel like his, his performance might just go under review or something for a while. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're not super confident with him and you have the best wrestler in the world over there, AJ styles to help you. But he can only do so damn much. So I don't know. It's intriguing. It is interesting to say the least. Yeah, you got AJ Styles. You know, probably top ten, top twenty in the world. Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods, very good, good, good wrestlers, and really good with timing and things like that. And you know, I would expect there to be a little bit of comedy here. Maybe almost doing a face to face with Xavier Woods, <laughs> um, just something like that. I would like to see almost do a couple things, but keep it short. Keep him in. Keep him out. Uh, I don't know if Omis is ready yet. You're right. I don't know if they have the confidence in him to do a singles match. But they obviously have plans for him because he's on fucking WrestleMania. So um, yeah. we'll see what happens. But still, I see I see the New Day winning here, getting one over on AJ and Omis. Maybe AJ takes the fall. AJ is bulletproof. You can pin AJ and AJ can still get up tomorrow and challenge for the world title. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, one exactly. of those things. Yeah. Definitely. One of the matches that I would be most looking forward to if this was uh, 1993 and this was uh, Nickelodeon and I was still into uh, those uh, those Nickelodeon pudgy, like, plasticine things that would come in the plastic cans and you'd take them out and throw them at people. Um, or turn <laughs> on the TV to watch somebody get slimed. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Um, this one's going to be insane. And it's weird because rather than have Braun Strowman play the evil heel and Shane McMahon play the babyface, the roles are reversed. And now you have Strowman, I got bullied when I was little, uh, takes on Shane McMahon here, uh, <laughs> who's just this arrogant prick. This is going to be a crazy, crazy match. Ryan, who you got in this one? Uh, I'm going to say Shane. I'll say Shane, just because I don't see this feud ending here. And um, usually when the usually the person that proposes the match and he's a baby face, because like, let's just say because we see Braun is like this beast and in a steel cage, like, oh, Shane has nowhere to to, to hide, blah, 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 like all this crap. No, Shane's going to find a way to to screw this all up and uh, he's going to get the win at the end of the day. So I'm just going to go with Shane. It's pretty ridiculous to think that all oh, this steel cage uh, stipulation means nobody's coming in. Everybody's coming in. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah, coming exactly. in. That kid, they're going to be fighting in the crowd and into the popcorn, whatever the fuck. But uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. Shane McMahon should win because he is the heel if you want to keep the program going. But it is WrestleMania. Sometimes you want to send the home, the crowd home happy. That would mean Braun Strowman wins. But Shane McMahon is probably going to do some crazy stunt. So does he do the stunt and loses? I no, don't he's know. Win. Right. So, 
Yeah, it's a tough one. This hasn't been uh, uh, one of my favorite programs at all. It's been booked really kind of stupid. Um, but, you know, we, re- we knew when Shane McMahon was back, he was back for that WrestleMania match and that WrestleMania payday. So I will choose Braun Strowman just to go against your pick there. I think Braun Strowman wins it, sends the crowd home happy, and then maybe eventually we get the program uh, to continue. Who knows? I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, we have Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins. Rollins is obviously pissed that Cesaro was able to... Uh, how many times did he spin him around? Like 21 or 22 times? Something crazy like that? Uh, yeah, something nuts. I lost count. Yeah, so he's pissed about that. So we're going to see Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Um, Cesaro recently signed with WWE, but I don't give a damn. I don't think WWE really cares that much either. I'm going to say their boy, Seth Rollins, picks up the win here. Ryan? Yeah, I'll say the same thing, Uh, especially because he just returned. I don't think you're going to make a guy like Seth look like, you know, I don't think you're going to make him lose in WrestleMania despite whatever, whatever or whoever he faces. So I'll go with Seth as well. It just makes sense, even though, man, Cesaro has been screwed left and right. What seems like his whole career. This guy should have been a world champion by now. Yeah. So that is your WrestleMania card for night one. And then on Sunday, April 11th, that's the Sunday, we get uh, the bump starting at 1 p.m. Then you have WrestleMania kickoff night. That one will start again at 7 o'clock. And then WrestleMania night two will start beginning streaming at uh, 8 o'clock. Second night, we have Roman Reigns with the... uh, SmackDown Championship with Paul Heyman taking on Edge, taking on Daniel Bryan, triple threat for the WWE Universal Champion. Ryan, who you got, man? No, this is probably the hardest one. Um, Dan, what the hell? So who I would want to win is definitely Roman. I think Roman needs to keep, you know, on this streak. And who I don't want to win is Daniel Bryan, and who I'm indifferent to win is Edge. I... Oh man, this is so hard. I'm just gonna go with with Roman Reigns, and I know that I'm probably shooting myself in the foot. I don't. I don't even think it's gonna be Roman Reigns, but I'm gonna try to will that into existence. So I'm just gonna pick Roman. But yeah. I think they want that spectacular Edge winning his belt with the fireworks behind them and just you know going out on his terms, quote unquote. I just kind of right. my my problem with that is just what do you do after that? Like what happens after that? Does Edge is Edge going to be champion for a couple months? How's he going to lose it? Is Roman going to take it back? Like I don't know, but yeah, it's it's a hard uh, it's a hard decision. I really don't know, and I don't trust the company to really do the right thing here. Yeah, part of the process into making these picks is what do you do with these guys afterward you know like where does roman reigns go does he spin off into a solo program with edge does he go into a solo program with brian does roman reigns go somewhere else and edge and brian end up screwing each other here and that leads to an edge brian program which would be nice right i've always said edge i've already said this edge already had the storybook ending he got to he got to you know main event quote-unquote WrestleMania the last time um, before he had to retire and when his uh, keep his belt against Alberto Del Rio. He got his goodbye the next night on Raw. He got another goodbye on SmackDown when Christian came down. Like he got everything, right? He appeared at the Hall of Fame. Like he's got he's done a lot of stuff, right? 
He appeared in a couple of seasons of the Edge and Christian show on uh, on uh, the WWE Network. So he's been around. And right. now that he's back, it is a nice story. But I don't think Edge needs to hold the world title at this juncture. I think you can still make money with Edge. I, st- I still think you can feature Edge. I think you can still have Edge second from the top or third from the top in an engaging program. It just doesn't have to be for the belt. Daniel Bryan, love him. But a guy that was just losing to Cesaro in three minutes uh, just a couple months ago, um, it's just a little bit uneven. I can't get excited about that. So the only person in here that's been solid, it's been solid for a long time, and he deserves his re- We deserve it, all that bullshit. He really does deserve his big win here. I'm gonna shake. I'm gonna. I'm gonna also shake. I'm gonna take Roman <laughs> Reigns to keep the belt. Roman. Yeah, I think that's the logical Roman. choice. Roman. Uh, definitely. Up next, Asuka and Rhea Ripley. That's another Roman Reigns. It's just Rhea Ripley. She's going for the tag team champion. She's going for the WWE Raw Women's Championship again. Excuse She's- me. Uh, Rhea Ripley, 0-1 at WrestleMania, taking on Asuka, who is the champion right now. Asuka, I remember back in our uh, uh, Podcast Cafe shows in January, we were just complaining, like, where is Asuka? We don't even see Asuka. Asuka's here. She's alive and well. They've they've uh, tried to put that meat back on the fire to cook again uh, the last month. They've done an okay job, I suppose. Um, we've had a couple of face-to-faces with uh, Ripley and Asuka. I think... They cannot fuck it up again. I think Rhea Ripley wins the championship here. Pac-Man. Yeah, I'll double that. Um, I think Asuka as a champion, her run is kind of done. Uh, fizzled out a long time ago. She was never... She was a, She's a good champion. She's totally a wrestler that is worthy of being a leader in your women's division. I'm not taking that away from her. She's a killer. But the booking has just been off. There's no notable like wrestlers... Up till now that that have stood a chance and you have someone like Rhea Ripley come in who also has her own story to tell about, you know, getting screwed last year at Mania. So I think you right or wrong by giving her the strap and you also end a very long Oscar reign uh, on someone that actually deserves to end it. So I'll pick Rhea Ripley. The Fiend Bray Wyatt. With Alexa Bliss and Magic, take on Randy Orton, who can now deflect fireballs. So keep that in mind before you pick. This is just being billed as a singles match. So we don't know if there's going to be a cinematic match, a singles match, if it's going to be one of those matches like uh, the first time we saw Randy Orton and uh, and Bray Wyatt go at it where they had the fucking bugs. Um, you know, those uh, bugs kind of pictured inside the ring and Randy Orton had to sell it like they were on him. It was just so fucking stupid. Um, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I I know where you're. I I, I think I'm going to predict what Ryan's thinking is. They just brought Wyatt back. I don't think he's going to lose. Fuck that. He's back, and I think he's taking the L. I'm going to go with Randy Orton on this one, and we fuck right off with Bray Wyatt. We spin him off into another program. Um, yeah, he's back. It's great, but just like Seth Rollins is back, and we'll we'll go with him in that example. Um, and then in the previous example you said, Ryan, was the um, Alexa, not the Alexa Bliss, the um, Sasha Banks just becoming a heel so they won't have her lose. Here I think Bray Wyatt's back, but I think he's back just in time to take the L. And that's part of my reasoning as to Randy Orton. Why Randy Orton has been going along with all this bullshit booking is because I think he was promised the big win here. I'm going to go with an RKO to end this goddamn feud. Ryan, go ahead. Man, I don't know what to say to this. Uh, 
Yeah, you're right. I think... Ah, Jesus Christ, I don't know. It's so weird. Bray, Bray is like he's a he's a technically a baby face. I think. Um, Gonna be better. I, I don't even know. I think he's the baby face. I kind of want Randy to win just because I feel like if the Fiend wins, this program's gonna continue. Because like the Fiend, if the <laughs> right. Fiend wins, he's gonna like not only uh, beat him, but he's gonna like. Just like Randy set him on fire where he disappeared for a bit. I think Randy would disappear for a bit and then come back a couple months later and they'd start this shit all over again. So I think if Randy gets the double win, it kind of cements like that he's just done with this shit. So I'm just going to say Randy. Um, okay. This this is the one match, though, that I'm kind of like, you know what? I hope the match is genuinely creative and in- entertaining and, you know, just different than everything they've done. Because, again, I think I mentioned this last time, but... Randy and Bray have fought a long, a lot of like a lot of times in the past. They've done a lot of shit. They fought in houses. They've done worms in the ring. They've done a lot of crap. And this is another like, you know, confrontation between the two. I hope they just do something different. So that's my one hope for the match. I don't really give a give a shit about who wins, but I'm gonna say Randy Dang. just because I think if Randy wins, uh, this this can disappear, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I think what I think what you're saying, Ryan, is if Randy wins, we win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, listen, anybody that likes this feud, all the power to you. Uh, hasn't been my cup of tea, and uh, shit, I don't want to see Randy Orton part of this bullshit anymore. He needs to move on and uh, be in a different program. Definitely. Over on the SmackDown side, Big E Langston, the Intercontinental Champion. He will defend the belt against Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Um, We saw these two guys go at it at the last pay-per-view. We saw how that one ended. Short match, really, really physical. It's the one where Big E basically splashed him like a couple times on the apron. Just beat the shit out of him. Um, Was able to get what was a botched pin, but the story is Big E was able to roll up Cruz and pin him, leading to uh, this Nigerian drum fight. Ryan, who do you got here? Apollo Cruz or Big E to keep the IC strap? I'm going to pick Apollo again. I know he lost last time, but I feel like they need to pay this guy off somehow. Uh, it's been a long time coming for him to get some kind of strap. and Or at least, I know he had a strap, but you know what I mean. It's just I, I don't even remember that run yeah. he had with it. So uh, I'm going to say Apollo. I just think that Apollo, they're, they're putting so much emphasis on this new character of his that something has to give. And maybe they were waiting for WrestleMania to do it. And they're going to they're gonna do it with his stipulation. I don't know what a Nigerian drum fight is, but uh, it sounds great. It sounds musical as hell. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> However, if I'm going to go by my rule where the person that announces the match usually loses, then I'm totally screwing myself here. But... um. No, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Apollo. Let's go with Apollo. Apollo Cruz. Apollo. I'm gonna also choose Apollo Cruz. I think he makes sense. Um, I remember the last pay per view. I'm like, if they don't put the belt on him at, at this show, I'm pretty sure they'll do it at Mania. I think they will put it on him at Mania. Uh, it's just the IC title. It's not the World Championship. Biggie's done a really good job with the IC title, and I think you put on Apollo, and then I I wouldn't mind seeing these guys continue their feud. I can definitely see them working themselves into another gimmick match, maybe a cage match or, uh, you know, last man standing or something like that. I love, love, love the physicality between these two guys. 
This match doesn't have to go 20 minutes. Just give me 7 to 10 minutes. Let these guys beat the shit out of each other. Have a correct winner. And I think Apollo uh, will win here. I can't see him losing his own gimmick match. (laughs) Exactly. I think that would just be like kind of like a a retribution route where it's like they just they went with this. They built up this whole thing. And then they were just jokes at the end of the day. I don't want to see this new Apollo be made into a joke. That's basically what I'm saying. Yes. This next article, before we get to the next match, is from the Wrestling Observer Online website. This is from last Friday. And it says here, it was confirmed on tonight's SmackDown that social media star Logan Paul will be Sami Zayn's special guest at WrestleMania. Paul accepted Zayn's invitation as he made an appearance on tonight's SmackDown as a guest of Zayn's red carpet premiere of his documentary trailer. The trailer aired showing, uh, excuse me, showcasing Zayn's gimmick of being a conspiracy theorist that everyone feels is against him. When Zayn asked for Paul's thoughts following the end of the trailer, Paul admitted that Zayn did put a lot of effort into the trailer. KO then came to the ring and laid out Zayn with a stunner telling him to stop with the conspiracies. He brushed against Paul as he exited the ring. Zayn later retaliated backstage attacking Owens. It had been reported last month in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that Paul would be a part of the Zayn-Owens storyline. Their match will take place on night two of WrestleMania, April 11. Zayn and Owens have rekindled their feud in recent weeks with Owens wanting Zayn to stop with the constant conspiracy theories while Zayn thinks Owens, too, is part of the conspiracy theory. Um, this conspiracy bullshit, I don't really care too much about. Um, I miss the old Sami Zayn, but this new nut Sami Zayn that looks like he lives by the water and fishes for his dinners every night. Um, I do like that character a little bit. Uh, the stuff with Logan Paul doesn't bother me. I realize I'm not in the demo. I'm a 38-year-old man. I'm okay with that. I think this will bring in new eyeballs. It's not the worst thing to do. Uh, you already have Bad Bunny in there. Hey, look, we always complain that they should be going for a younger product. Nothing wrong with having Logan Paul here. Um, and Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, personal life, real life, best friends. I mean, uh, they have to be over the moon. I'm going to guess, I'm going to take uh, Kevin Owens to win the match. But Ryan, who you got? Oh, man. Yeah, I never liked Zane at all. Uh, never never intrigued me, never showed me something that I would go out of my way to watch. Kevin Owens, on the other hand, I'm a fan. I like Kevin Owens. Um, Logan Paul in there, too. I just don't, I don't think that, um, I don't, that doesn't really bother me. I don't care for the guy yeah. much, but uh, whatever. Do what you got to do. If, if it's going to help your, your brand and your product, then do so. That's what they're doing with Bad Bunny, as you said. Uh, who do I pick? I'm just going to say Kevin Owens. Maybe Kevin Owens will uh, will get his little uh, WrestleMania spotlight because the dude's worked hard this year, man. He feuded with Roman a couple times. He, he was, you know, he's been in the spotlight, so I think he deserves a little WrestleMania win. Um, and I also think that this will further continue after Mania. I think that... Uh, the feud won't end here. I feel like, you know, if Kevin wins, maybe Logan Paul will be uh, involved in it somehow. And then Sami Zayn calls out Logan Paul for also being part of the conspiracy. Who knows? They could do a lot of interesting things with this. But, um, yeah, we'll go with Kevin Owens. All right. And then, of course, we have Riddle defending the U.S. title against Sheamus. Um it's just going to be a regular singles match. We've seen these guys go at it in the last couple of weeks. I think we keep this one short. We keep it physical. Maybe it even starts the show. Um, Riddle, again, is another guy that has signed a uh, long-term deal to WWE. But, again, 
in my opinion, doesn't mean shit. They've been pushing Sheamus uh, really solidly for the last few months. Always one step behind McIntyre, wasn't able to ever beat McIntyre, but he came really, really close a couple times. I think Sheamus has shown us a lot. Um, he's been physical. To me, he's been very impressive. And this is, I don't say that a lot about a guy who's been with the fucking company for like 12, 13, 14 years. So very good to see that on Sheamus. And Riddle, as much as he does have the strap, I don't consider him to be a McMahon guy, even though it is rumored that McMahon thinks he's hilarious. I think Sheamus will uh, win this match and win the U.S. title and carry on the program with Matt Riddle. Ryan, who you got? Mm, yeah, I'm just going to say Sheamus. I think they're going to give Sheamus that WrestleMania win. Uh, dudes worked hard with Drew McIntyre in the past couple uh, months or a month, whatever it was. Definitely got his... Uh, Prove that he's, you know, still got it for a guy like you said. He's been here for a long time, and he still looks good. He look, he looks just as uh, primed for a world championship run, just like he did before. So uh, I'll go with Sheamus. Kind of sad that my boy Riddle's gonna be done dirty, but eh, 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 they were never too hot on him anyway. Well, the one good thing is if we're wrong on that one and Riddle does win, that's actually a good sign. It means that they're actually sticking with a guy, you know. So right. Um, yeah, yeah. My jaded mind made several of these picks just based on how I think WWE operates and how they think. But uh, I, just, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka, for example, I can't imagine Asuka beats Ripley. But if stranger things have happened, right? Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, I can't imagine Sasha Banks wins. You know, like they they really need to start pushing some of these future stars. Sheamus Riddle is a funny one because traditionally I would say Sheamus needs to go. He's been there forever. Fuck off. But uh, he's been really good lately, so I could imagine WWE putting the strap on him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not a big Sheamus fan, but I could recognize the talent, and I could recognize the passion he has for this thing. And this is probably one of my more favorite runs. I like this whole, like, suspenders with the fedora gimmick. Uh, Whatever that means, it's fine. But, uh, yeah, I'm a fan, so it's cool. It'll be a good—I think it'll be a good match, like, at the very least— but in terms of who wins, I don't really care. I don't have a bone in it, but um, I'll just go with Sheamus. That's right. And that's the show, guys. And after WrestleMania, directly right afterwards on the WWE Network on Peacock, you're going to get Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions with none other than Chris Jericho. This was just wild. This appeared to break the internet yesterday. This Yesterday was... Um, Thursday, April, whatever the fuck, four? Yep. No, two. What am I talking <laughs> no, about? Two or three. No, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday, April, two. The news came oh, out shit. that Chris Jericho was scheduled no, to first. appear in the Broken the Skull first. Sessions. It was the first. <laughs> was it? No, it, wasn't. Wait, it was Friday? the second. Oh, wait. Damn it. I thought today was Sunday. My bad. My bad. My bad. Jesus Christ. AEW's Chris Jericho to appear on WWE's Broken Skull Sessions. AEW star Chris Jericho set to make his first appearance on WWE produced programming since 2018. WWE announced today that Jericho will be the next guest on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions. The episode will premiere on Peacock in the United States and the WWE Network everywhere else on Sunday, April 11th. It will air on the live stream following the second night of WrestleMania 37. WWE Network's Twitter account had teased the announcement yesterday by posting a 24-hour Austin-themed Countdown Clock with audio from Countdown Clock that was featured in Jericho's entrance music. Uh, We have more information about this on our Instagram, but basically he was having a beer after his Undertaker um, show. 
Steve Austin was when Jericho texted him, said, great show. They started talking back and forth. And then, um, you know, they brought the idea of doing a show together. Um, Austin went to go ask his dad, Vince McMahon, if it was okay. And then, of course, Jericho went to ask Tony Khan if it was okay. And so they got the thumbs up. So this is going to be very interesting. Me, personally, I don't think it's going to be anything like... uh, it's not going to be like, oh, give us the dirt. What was it like? I don't think it's going to be anything like that. I think I what I really hope the the interview will be is it'll be two guys talking about how how it's good to have competition and things like that, et cetera, et cetera, and how it's cool to have a little bit of cross-promotion and sort of the sharing of not so much talent, but maybe the sharing of the same ecosystems where all these different wrestlers can exist in their own respective companies but still kind of sharing certain spaces together. What do you think about this, Ryan? What did you think when you heard the news? And what do you think uh, about this uh, show directly after Mania? Man, I got to say, I was hyped. I instantly got excited. My mouth dropped once I saw that video of, of uh, you know, the, the Stone Cold logo with the countdown. And then it zooms out. You see Jericho and Stone Cold sitting across from one another. It was, in fact, not a late April Fool's joke, which I appreciate. Um but man, I'm I'm hyped. I do hope the conversation does get into a little bit of the territory of like not only the competition aspect like what you said, but I also feel like I want to know what exactly what Jericho was thinking when he did the AEW move. I want him to talk more about that, especially with a guy who is just deep rooted in WWE like Stone Cold. Um I don't think it's going to be going into the dirt because it's like WWE is letting you do this in the first place. Why the hell would you go out of your way and just talk shit about them? It wouldn't work. So I think it'll be professional. I think it's just two buddies, you know, that, that are going to have a beer and just talk wrestling. And um, we'll see how this goes. It's the first Broken Skulls uh, session featuring someone that isn't in WWE, I believe. So it'll be interesting, man. It'll be interesting. And maybe this opens up uh, the floodgates for new collaborative opportunities in the future between the two companies. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? A lot of question marks there. Um, I'm not too curious to hear where Chris Jericho's head was at because he did an entire talk as Jericho on it. So it's kind of like, you know, for everything. For He literally went through the time, like text messages and this and that. Like, you know, it's all there. So I don't want to see Austin regurgitate a lot of those questions. But he would have to a little bit, I guess, because this is a completely different audience than than, than Chris Jericho's podcast audience. This is a WWE Network but um, yeah, I'm curious to 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 hear them both talk about, you know, the ecosystems kind of uh, uh, you know sharing the same wrestlers at certain times. How cool this is, and what both of them hope could happen. Not between so much AW and AEW. I don't between WWE and AEW. I don't think they'll speak <laughs> like that. And if they do, that'll surprise me. But I mean, just in terms of like, the ecosystems having impact guys show up on AEW and stuff like that. So. That will all be interesting. The thing with Steve Austin is he's a true pro wrestling fan. You know, he's not like these guys that is kind of one foot in the business, one foot out. This is a fucking guy that still goes back and watches a bunch of old shit. He watches AW. Like, he knows what's up. He knows a lot of his guys. So, really interested. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly more interested in this podcast than I am with the entire WrestleMania. <laughs> That's how I feel, which is so sad. <laughs> yeah. So that one will go directly on the air right after uh, WrestleMania is concluded. Just go into the WWE Network and check out Steve Austin, Broken Skull Session. Um, although I'm pretty sure, 
I'm pretty sure by 1 a.m., 2 a.m. on Sunday, early Monday, there's going to be clips all over Instagram because that's how the Internet does it. But there you go. And with that, Ryan, I am done for the Russell Mania um, day-by-day review or review preview, I guess. And uh, then, of course, on Monday, you have Raw. On Tuesday, you you have uh, NXT debuting on Tuesday nights. And then back to Wednesday for Dynamite. So there you go. A bunch of, bunch of wrestling and probably no shortage of headlines that's going to happen in the next two weeks. Damn straight. All right. And with that, let's get on to the game flow. Uh, quick uh, reminder. I totally missed this last week. It, it, it was the uh, Nintendo 3DS's 10th birthday on March 27th, which, is, which was also my birthday. So I didn't know I shared a birthday with the system. So that's pretty cool. But man, cool. the 3DS is already 10 years old. That's that's insane, and that's kind of scary to me. Fucking <laughs> time is flying by. Yeah. Um, and it's also scary when you... It's also scary when you think, like, the Switch is going to be celebrating five years soon. It's like, what? Yeah, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's... Like, it's time- crazy. It's insane. I feel like the the pandemic doesn't help either because 2020, for for most people, every time I hear about 2020, people say it was really slow. For me, it flew. It flew by so fast. Right. I don't even remember us being in 2020. But anyway, that's yeah. another topic. The the 3DS. The 3DS, which was nice because I'm the playing 3DS the Mask on that right now. The 3DS came out before the um, the Wii and the Wii U, right? No, no, it came out during the Wii U or before the Wii U. Basically, the 3DS is what kept Nintendo afloat during those dark Wii U days. If they didn't have the 3DS, they'd be in trouble, so to speak. When did the Wii U come out? Didn't the Wii U come out in 2011? The Wii U came out, uh, I think it was 2013. I don't know. 2012. Okay, we're at 2012. 2012 and yeah the 3ds came out in 2011 so yeah i just said that you said before the wii before the wii no before the wii u yeah right yeah that's part of the reason why that fucking whole era just tanked because it was just so confusing (laughs) for anybody to really do it it's so funny because i watched the um i was watching the 3ds when it first released right and it was the same thing. Everybody was super excited, and then everybody's like, "What the fuck is it?" You know what I mean? There's just like this whole like, "Whoa, wait a minute." Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting. The hardest part for me as a as a um, lapsed Nintendo fan is that I don't know exactly how many gimmicks I need to play the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'll right. give you an example. I saw a listing recently for like a Nintendo Wii U. And it said, like, it includes, like, the controller, um, all the cables you need, um, and then two of the little gimmick controllers, whatever the fuck they are. Two of the gimmick controllers. So I messaged the guy. I'm like, is that all I need to play? They're like, no, it's actually, it's missing the system, but it's got everything else. I'm like, oh, so it's not ready. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, wait a minute, what? So anyway, there is a little bit of confusion. Even people with the Switch are going to get confused, especially now with the rumors of the Switch Pro coming out. But, um, yeah, that's always been one of the reasons why I just tuned out. You know, just to me, every time I would look in my peripheral, Nintendo would be launching something. Oh, this one's got a second screen. Never interested me at all. 
This one's got a little pen. Never interested me at all. I don't want to play with a little pen. I don't want to do any of that shit, you know? Um, and this goes all the way back to when I was a kid and they released the Game Boy, the fucking ugly red one. What was it called? The Game Boy... Um... DSP? No, 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 no. The one with the gimmick... Is it the 3D? The 3D... Um, oh, it's the, on the Virtual 3D. Boy. Is that what it's called? The Virtual Boy. The that virtual fucking boy. thing. I remember <laughs> one of my um, dad's friend's kids had it, and I went in, and he had the Mario Tennis. Two things. Number one, that game was fucking hard. And I'm so happy that years later, everybody's like, no, no, that is a hard game. It's not like it was an easy game. Yeah. And it was just so shit. Just I was like, wow, this is it. I didn't want to hurt the guy's feelings, but I just remember he's like, do you want to check out the other games? Like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, I kind of saw it. You know, it's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> so funny. I'm still yet to experience it. Yeah, there you board. go. Yeah, I, yeah. The Wii I U. I hope to find one. And one the, the 3DS. Yeah. Nah, it, it, you'd have fun with it for like two seconds, and it's like, what the hell is this thing? Right. Well. It is what it is. Uh, but that's cool. This kind of segues into our next bit of news. Uh, Andro Dunos 2. That is a new game coming out for the 3DS and the Dreamcast. This is just what? nutty. What? So, two dead systems, essentially. But, um, <laughs> so this, I have some stuff here. So, this comes from NintendoLife.com. This is awesome. French publisher Pixel Heart has announced that Andro Dunos 2, which is also coming to the Switch, is getting a physical release on the 3DS as well. And as well as that, it's also coming to the Sega Dreamcast, another dead console which Pixel Heart has Dang. supported quite robustly over the past few years. Andro Dunos 2 is the sequel to a Neo Geo shmup from the early 90s. You can pre-order the 3DS version direct from Pixel Heart, but be aware that the site is currently experiencing technical difficulties, blah, 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 okay, whatever. So yeah, they're making this game, uh, which is a sequel to, the, to a Neo Geo game from the early 90s, it's coming to the 3DS in a physical form, and I guess the the Dreamcast in a physical form. This is pretty cool. I mean, I like when little companies decide to like try to keep old game consoles alive somehow. But yeah, just when you thought the 3DS was down and out, here comes a new game. A shmup. And in our next bit of news, uh. Wow, this is interesting, and uh, maybe you'll get a kick out of this, Chris. Square Enix, remember that uh, that Outriders game that was shown for way too long in that presentation? Mm-hmm. So they came out and said uh, in their multiplayer mode, if you cheat, they will brand you, and it will not go away. You'll be branded as a cheater forever, so other people know that you're a cheater, and I'm pretty sure that that means that... Um, you'll only be able to play with cheaters. So uh, I have a list of things that... Can... <laughs> what? <laughs> so you get sent to like I a cheater a server only? Like only all the cheaters are there? Pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah, that's this has some really like strange... This has some weird like purgatory slash hell kind of themes behind it. Like all of a sudden you are <laughs> sent to hell where you can only hang out with all these other cheaters, all these other bastards, you know? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, it's it's a che- cheater island is what it's going to be. But um, here here's a couple things that um that I have here listed that would get you this branding as a cheater. If you intentionally run the game on PC without easy anti cheat, so I guess that's like a little uh you know, che- cheating menu where you could just 
enhance the game for yourself and just get the upper hand. Uh, modifying game files to enhance the character levels, etc. Uh, examples, levels, skills, inventory, etc. Externally modifying game time to reduce time-dependent features such as vendors and challenges. Using a trainer program or similar to gain advantages within the game. And then using gameplay altering programs such as aimbots or wall hacks. So obviously this is a... Um, directed to the pc version of the game but yeah man they'll they'll basically give you a watermark of sorts on your screen that'll never go away because you cheated they are not effing around here like there's a beta out right now and if you cheat in the beta it starts like you're cheated you're a cheater (laughs) you'll be branded wow so i kind of like this no bullshit policy i can't lie i think more more companies need to do this I mean, I don't know. There's going to be cheaters pretty much everywhere, but uh, I don't think that'll stop people. People will take that as a badge of honor. Yeah, man, I'm a cheater. You know, like, there's always <laughs> going to be people like that, you know? But, I mean, I don't know. Let's see what this fucking game is all about first. I think it's getting a little bit ahead of itself. Like, let's see what the game is about first. You took a lot of my fucking time during that last presentation going on and on and on about the different classes. Like, just show me the game, brother. Show me the game. You know what I mean? So, yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. There's cheaters everywhere, though. I can turn on, you know, Call of Duty right now, and I can tell when I'm playing with cheaters, right? There's not much you can do about it except switch servers. You can also report them, but, you know. I mean, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I was just saying, uh, it's one thing to play with other cheaters, and uh, or it's one thing to be labeled as a cheater, but you still get to play with everyone else. At least they get thrown into a server with just a bunch of other cheaters. Um, mm-hmm. Get a taste of their own medicine, so to speak. And last week we talked about the uh, PS3 and PSP stores closing, uh, but that wasn't official. But now it is official. Uh, Sony has announced that the PS3 and PSP stores close July 2nd and the PS Vita store closes August 27th. Uh, We've already expressed how bullshit this is, but uh, a few new things I found out um, when it comes to this. So this comes from Patrick Klepik on Twitter, and he said that... um, Sony shared a couple things with developers for the games when it came to this. So they said PS4 and PS5 games with PS3 and Vita versions can still grant access to the PS3 and Vita versions after this date. Uh, Voucher codes will work, but companies can't sell them. Sony will still make PS3 discs, which is interesting. And devs can release content ahead of shutdown. So this is the only heads up they gave. However, I found out that when we found out about this news, the developers found out about this news. So they didn't really know that this was going to happen. So I have this other uh, other little Twitter uh, Twitter user here representing Lilymo Games. He said, with today's news of the Vita store closing, we sadly have, to have had to cancel the Vita version of our next game. The store will be closed before our next game is ready. So it seems Habroxia 2 will be our final Vita release. You are finding out at the same time we are. I was working on Vita-specific tasks this morning. Man, what the hell was this? Why didn't they let anyone know that this was going to happen? This is insane to me. When are they shutting down the stores? Uh, July 2nd for the PS3 and PSP and August 27th for the PS Vita. Well, they did let you know right there. July 2nd and August 27th. It's one thing to let us know, but you got to let your developers know ahead of time. Like, they're, they're finding out the same time mm-hmm. we are. So imagine you're gearing up for this big release on a Vita for whatever reason you're still doing that in 2021. 
I don't think anyone's like, oh, expecting a big release on Vita, to be fair, but okay. No, but it's not fair to the developers. It's a big deal for them, right? Yeah. Well, you know. All their money. It's Sony all being Sony. All their time being wasted. <laughs> oh, well. But this is just Sony being uh, Sony. You know, they're, they're, they're being evil, you know. Um, it really is too bad. You know, like the other day I was thinking like, what's the point of purchasing 100 Nintendo Switch games digitally if in 10 years maybe I'll only be able to play 81 of them, you know, because 19 of them are gone or whatever the fuck, right? But um, I don't know. We'll see. The Nintendo Switch is definitely the first system that I've mostly been purchasing everything digitally on. I would imagine they're not going to shut down the Switch store for at least 10, 15 years, but who the fuck knows, right? Everything gets changed so quickly. Right. But yeah, it would be nice to be able to still get these games, right? Like... Do you really want me to go and find this game through nefarious means and, and, and download the rips off of BitTorrent and then download a virtual burner and then burn it onto a file? You know what I mean? Like, if you want, I'll, I'll go around the law to get the games that I want to play. Or I'll pay for them legally, but you have to be able to offer them to me. And I get it. There's a lot of money that goes into, like, uh, maintaining these stores, upkeeping, et cetera, et cetera. But... Uh, at the end of the day, like we talked about last week, Pacheco, the Xbox, Microsoft Xbox is definitely doing a lot more to kind of protect the legacy of the libraries within those um, systems. And uh, it, it seems here like the PS3 and the PSP people are going to be closing down, which is too bad because there's a lot of PlayStation 3 games that are that are cross-platform with the PS, the PS Vita. And... Um, you're going to lose the ability to play some of these games. A lot of these games you can still purchase. You can purchase them on, you know, if they exist in physical form. But for a lot of them that only exist in, um, you know, in digital form, it uh, it definitely it definitely sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I totally sympathize with the uh, the fans. I have to get on the PS3 store before July because I feel like there's some things in there that I should buy before it totally disappears forever. Just like Mario 35 happened, by the way, guys, that is gone. Good luck trying to get a uh, a copy of Mario 3D All-Stars. I saw one listed on eBay for twelve grand yesterday, and I shit myself. That was fucked up. Well, I think that's just somebody being funny. I don't think it's anything more than that, but yeah. But the fact that people think that, <laughs> it's insane. I don't think that person actually thinks that. I think that person put it up there like, hey, if somebody wants to buy it, they're going to buy it, you know? Um <laughs> I'm experienced with eBay, so I'm I've I've I know when there's just people just you know this is a jar full of air or whatever it is you know what I mean uh, this jar came from a you know a Ricky Martin concert or something you know just people selling like the weirdest fucking shit on there, but um, yeah it is it is too bad it is too bad with the Mario Thirty Five too I was enjoying playing that game. And the Mary All-Stars as well, which is now only available through... Uh, well, if you have a physical copy, great. Otherwise, have you checked the store? It's already off the store, eh? Yep, it's already gone. However, when okay. I was playing my part-time UFO game yesterday, I saw you log on and you played Mario 35. Was it still up? It was up, and I tried to do a sneaky, but it said, thank you for playing. Uh, please check our, our other games on the uh, store. Ah, so. those motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it loads up the main screen. The only thing you can do is check your stats. You can check your stats. I'm probably going to go check my stats, do a couple screen grabs, and then I'm just going to delete it. You know, um, I'm not one of those people that keeps something on there just because of sentimental, sentimental, suck a cock. 
I'm going to <laughs> delete that game after I screen shoot my uh, my stats, and that's it. Yeah, no, and man. yes, Nintendo. I, and yes, Nintendo. When you release this thing for twenty bucks later in the summertime, I will buy it again. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say we'll we'll see you again some somehow some way. Sometime. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. Oh man. All right, and before we get to sales, Chris, you recently wrapped up a game that you wanted a little spotlight on today, so I'm going to give you that spotlight. Go ahead and talk about what it was like to complete Control. Oh, man, Control was so much fun. It was the uh, PlayStation Plus freebie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think in February, I believe it came out. Um, downloaded it. And it's so funny because it was definitely a game that I wanted to play. It was even in the draw. But when it was available on PS Plus, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get it. And download the game, played the game. Took a little bit of getting used to it. It's not a long game. You can clear this in 12 hours, so three, four sittings. Um, if you're a completionist, it might take you 15, 16. But not a terribly long game. Really, really good. You can storm through it. Like It's one of those games that like you do pick up different abilities during the game. But you can still probably pick up just two abilities and just run to the end and still be able to to, to right. win. But the more abilities you learn, it's just so much cooler and um, such a fun, fun game. Um, it's kind of like a Metroidvania. Like, it's a really sprawling police station that you go in, unlike anything I've ever been in. And I've been in a lot of police stations, a la, like, you know, <laughs> Resident Evil 2 and stuff like that. This game was so, so... Um, the first of all, the, the mood of the game, you really feel like you're alone in this game. Not quite to the level of like um, uh, Dead Space on the PlayStation 3. Not quite to that level, but you still feel alone. Um, but you're given these wicked abilities and you're, you're basically fighting the Hiss, which is this entity that's kind of taken over this police station and you're there to kind of find your brother anyway really really good you're able to levitate you're able you're able to move stuff with your hands you're able to jump and do all kinds of cool things you're able to grab your service weapons and change them up you can change them from like a gun to a semi-automatic to uh, like a grenade launcher like there's all kinds of really really cool stuff you can do and yeah the whole point is you're just going through from point a to point b it's relatively painless in that sense you know exactly where you're going for the most part and um just the there's a coolness to the game the cutscenes are done in a style that i haven't seen done it almost looks amateurish but you got to check it out to see it it's really really cool um really good and there's man there's just, just such a cool level right toward the end where you have to go through this maze where like the whole room is like shifting shape and the walls are moving and the ceilings are moving. And by this point you should have all your power. So it's just like, it's the closest you'll ever get to being like Neo in the matrix, such a fucking cool game. And, um, of course, after I beat it, um, the, my PlayStation four shut down and I never turned back on again Jeez. as I had a hard drive air, which was kind of funny. So I never even got to see like what the new game would look like rebooted or second playthrough. I got none of that because, um, you know, my PlayStation four died, but very good game, highly recommended. And, uh, you can check that out on the PlayStation, um, store. So there you go. Control definitely, definite thumbs up. I would definitely recommend, uh, people play that one beautiful game and uh i can only imagine what it looks like on the ps5 just looks really really dope on the ps4 wow that's amazing can you talk a bit about um the environment of the game like is it always in that building or is there like other things that you don't expect 
So, yeah, I know. If you get a little bit claustrophobic playing in buildings, um, you, you never really leave the building. You're in the building the entire time. Okay. There are some sections of the game where it opens up, and all of a sudden you might be, quote-unquote, outside and things like that. But for the most part, you're in the building the entire time. Um, and the building shifts shape. It shifts walls. Uh, okay. Rooms switch. It's really, really cool. And, um, yeah, I would say it's like a modern sort of mystery i don't want to say film noir or anything like that but um really cool the way the game is done yeah i definitely recommend it but yeah no you're in the police station the entire time but it's only a 12-hour game it's not like you're putting in 50 hours you know um yeah i was kind of getting tired too of being in the building but the game does vary it up and i don't want to ruin anything but yeah you're in the building the entire time but within the constructs of the building there's all kinds of weird shit that's going on Cool. Yeah, don't ruin it because I might play this one day. There very, go. very soon. But that's awesome. So that was Control, Chris's little spotlight there. Uh, I recommend everybody play it. It does seem like a really good game. I did play it on the Switch when it was doing that live stream thing for a bit. Uh, I played the little demo. I enjoyed what I played. So I believe all your opinions are to be genuine. And let's wrap it up with some PlayStation sales this is the spring sale that's going on right now there's a lot of good games for a good reduced prices so these are going to be canadian prices um because i took this off my playstation store um so whatever whatever price this is you uh the our u.s sisters and brothers can just minus ten dollars off these prices or or whatever so uh we got fifa 21 coming in at 33 dollars ghost of tsushima which is on my to-do list for 54 dollars um Red Dead Redemption 2, 40 bucks. That is a great game. If you haven't played it yet, definitely pick that up. The new Hitman 3, that is now $60. So that's pretty good value right there. Last of Us Part 2, $40. Mortal Kombat 11, holy $20. Holy shit. That's a good deal. Doom Eternal mm -hmm. for $32. Immortals Phoenix Rising, $40. This is the Breath of the Wild equivalent that just came out not too long ago. So. I know it's got its own fan base. Uh, the Mafia remake right here for $40. That was a, an amazing game. I beat this shit. It was so good. Uh, and then we got Resident Evil 3 for $27. That's another one on my to-do list. Um, these are just... The the, the, the shop... The, the sale is huge. But these are the standouts, in my opinion, that I think would garner the, um, the eyes of most people. Chris, anything here stand out to you that you would actually pick up or nah? Yeah, I was taking a look at the spring sale. It seems like there's a bunch of different things uh, on sale. Doom Eternal looks interesting, but I also haven't played Doom 2016. Mm. Um, anybody, if anybody's got a Switch, Doom Eternal is also on sale on that uh, the Nintendo store as well. Right. Resident Evil 3 always uh, piques my interest, but not at that price level. That game is like half the size. Like I heard you can play that game in, in one sitting. Excuse me, maybe even two sittings. And for $27, mm, doesn't quite work. Also, Resident Evil 3 was not well received. Um, it appeared that they put all the bells and whistles into Resident Evil 2, which is a solid game. And then Resident Evil 3, uh, for whatever reason, just didn't have that same, uh, that same uh, sizzle. <laughs> when you put the steak on there, just didn't have the same sizzle. Um, but definitely it's something that I will pick up, but I will pick up Resident Evil once it approaches the $20 mark. Ghost of Tsushima, um, I really Tsushima. like it. I definitely want to play that game, but I'm waiting till that one gets down to about 
the forty dollar mark. So there you go. I'm a cheapskate. I don't like playing full pop for games. Ask Ryan. He's always sending me stuff when the Switch games go on sale. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, there's some good stuff here. So um, and then yeah, I definitely want to jump back into Hitman. They've been talking about that game on Scoop and on Beyond on IGN. So I've definitely excited about that one but i haven't played any of the new generation hitman so i still have hitman one two and three to play and i believe there's some kind of bundle gimmick deal out there so i might check that out uh and then of course last of us part two which is 40 bucks which is a really really good deal and i didn't know how long that game was until i think Ultana was talking about it on beyond somebody was and they were saying just how much content that game has so that's more like it. Those are kind of the games that you want to sink your teeth into for that kind of price. So mm-hmm. there you go. Ryan, I know you – are you a FIFA guy at all? I am, but I don't buy them annually. I, I know better. Um, gotcha. But it's been a minute since I've played FIFA, and I was looking at this. But, man, I just I just keep thinking, like, you know, it's going to be irrelevant in, like, two months. <laughs> I just – I don't know if I should. It's always that, that same right. thought process Sport- with me. Yeah, like we always like to joke around sports games age like shit. Like you Not buy like a sports wine. game, by the time you open the package, if you try to resell it, you're going to get like if you get a quarter of your money back, you that you'll get a good deal, you know what I'm saying? If you yeah. were to switch, if you were to buy that FIFA 21 for $33 physical, you might be able to get six, seven bucks at the, your game stops or your gimmicks like that. So not saying that's not a reason to buy it. I'm just saying if you're buying it for the value, um, that's it right there. If you're thinking about playing FIFA 21, but uh, you're not going to get to it right away, then I would just wait because FIFA 22 is later this year. And that's probably when FIFA 21 will uh, bend the knee and probably lower in price even further. Yeah, exactly. There you go. If I had to pick three, top three, I'd say Ghost of Tsushima, Red Dead Redemption, and then you could sprinkle in maybe Last of Us 2, maybe even um, maybe even Doom Eternal. But I think the the Mortal Kombat 11 for $20 is definitely a great deal. Anyone who is a fighting game fan should get on that. I do believe that's probably the best deal of the bunch, to be honest. And... Uh- yeah, and just to add to what you're saying, Pack, I'm pretty sure, and I haven't checked this, but last time Mortal Kombat 11 was on special was a few months back, and it was like the fully loaded edition. So I'm assuming yeah. that that's also the fully loaded one? Um, I think this is the, the, the basic one, to be honest. Oh, okay, there you go. Well, that's okay. It's the junior yeah. chicken version. I'm it's fine with that. Chicken. It's still, it's still a, a bonkers game. It's still something, dude. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And if you don't like any of that and you want free, then I'll go over the PS Plus games for April. We got, um, so Oddworld Soulstorm, which is the new game coming out uh, in that series in April, right. is going to be a PS Plus game for the PS5. That is interesting. Maybe they don't have faith that's... that the game's going to sell that well. I don't know. No, that surprised me. I think um, one of these fucking YouTube channels, I forget which one because I follow so many. But one of these blokes said that uh, the reason that he believes the reason why Oddworld Soulstorm is a freebie on the PS5 is because they're trying to get fans to move away from the PS4 and into the PS5, which makes sense. But, you know, I literally cannot get a PS5. So that's not my problem, pal. 
But um, you can still download it on your PS4, and then when you load up your PS Plus on your PS5, you can then go ahead and, um, excuse me, you can add Oddworld to your library, and then when you do get the PS5 and log back into your PS Plus, you'll be able to download the Oddworld game on your PS5 and play that way. Right. That what you, exactly what you just said is all well and good. Yeah, get us to PS Five, but I can't find one for the life of me. So uh, I don't know what you want me to do there. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not available, man. It's not Jeez. available. And the PS Four games is Days Gone, which is that zombie game, and Zombie Army Four: Dead War. So we got two zombie games. Uh, zombies are something I'm just not a fan of, so this doesn't really. I'll download it because it's free, but I don't really care for it. Uh, did you play any of these two? No, Days Gone is on my list, so now I don't have to buy it, which is great. That's um, I'm interested in Days Gone. It seems like it's something that I can sink my teeth into for a couple of weeks. So I will be playing Days Gone. Zombie Army 4 just looks like a zombie game. Uh, if like uh, EA Sports Big were to make it, everything's just bigger. The explosions <laughs> are bigger. It's completely ridiculous. Turn off your brain and enjoy kind of game. Um, I'll probably check out both of those. Days Gone I'll definitely check out. I think I've mentioned this uh, several shows back, but I've actually never played an odd game or oh, a Names wow. Odyssey. I've never played any of them games. And I like my side-scrollers, so I definitely should give it a shot-ski. Uh, and maybe-ski, when I get the PS5-ski, I'll download-ski onto it. But uh, there you go. I'll definitely be playing the two zombie games on the PS4, which will be back in action on uh, Tuesday. Maybe Monday, we'll see. But I have my replacement hard drive coming in the mail from Amazon. Uh, did a little research on it. And for uh, $64 Canadian, I was able to get a two terabyte hard drive. So now I'll, I'll at least have double the space on my PlayStation 4. And um, I might have just somebody give my PlayStation uh, hard drive a look, see if they can fix it or whatever. But otherwise... Aside from some stuff that I had saved, uh, and I'll obviously find out the extents of how much stuff I have to re-download after I get the new hard drive. But two terabyte, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that because it was getting a little bit full on my PS4. Well, I'm constantly deleting and re-downloading and downloading all kinds of shit. So right, I, I feel the pain. Yeah. But that's good. At least you got it fixed, or you can get it fixed. Not not bad. Yeah, and it's pretty. It's pretty easy for idiots like me. There you go. The idiot has spoken. And that's going to do it for game flow. We're not going to do a new school versus old school this week. We're kind of running low on time. So we're just going to get into the main event of Stories of the World. Chris, take it away. What do we got today? Stories of the World. I chose one, and this one's called Ravens Accused of Stealing Groceries from Alaska Costco customers. I'm not sure what's in the water in Alaska, but here we go. Quote, they know what they're doing. It's not their first time, one customer said. They're very fat, so I think they've got a whole system there. End quote. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You're going to fat shame the fucking Ravens, you prick. You fat prick. At Costco, probably buying... 10, 15, 20 boxes of those potato chips where you get like 100 bags in each one. Yeah. It's healthy, though, because I'm going to get six cases of, of bottled water, you fuck. Um, but anyway, here we have the we Ravens getting accused. And I, I like Ravens. I like Ravens. Caca! 
That's a caca, by the way, which I won't tell you what that means in Portuguese. This story is from Anchorage, Alaska. It's... (laughs) And it's from AP News. Some Alaska Costco shoppers said that they've had their groceries stolen by ravens in the store parking lot. That's not Raven, the pro wrestler, or a group of guys dressed as ravens, but actual birds. Matt Llewellyn said that he was packing his groceries into his car in the parking lot of an Anchorage Costco when ravens swooped in to steal a short rib from his car. (laughs) The Anchorage Daily News reported Friday. Quote, I literally took like 10 steps away and turned around and like two ravens came down, like instantly grabbed one of the packages, ripped it off and flew off with it. Llewellyn said no follow up known if the raven returned for some dipping sauce. But Llewellyn said that the piece of meat was about four by seven inches, which is about 10 by 18 centimeters for some of you weirdos that measure things in centimeters, a large sizable meal for a sizable bird quote. They know what they're doing. It's not their first time. They're very fat, so I think they've got a whole system here. Yeah, because the fucking Ravens have a system now. It's kind of like, oh, well, we know the Costco's open from 9 to 5, so let's go to the fucking parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, can I they have some of them samples? What, you, what you got there? So fucking they know, they what, they're know what they're doing. <laughs> Once he got back home, he noticed that one of the ravens had taken a poke at another rib but did not rob it. Quote, I cut that meat out and started marinating it, and my wife said, Ew, that's gross. We should take it back, LaWallen said. Costco actually took it back, even after we had started marinating them, and gave us a full refund. No word if this uh, meat was then actually sampled out to the customers in line. Additional raven thief sightings have emerged on social media. Oh, shit, the ravens are taking flight to Twitter. (laughs) My parents were minding their business after a shop and made it home with one last steak. Kimberly Waller wrote on Facebook, the bird snatched it right out of the pack in the parking lot. Anchorage resident Tamara Josie replied to Waller's post and referred to the Ravens as, quote, calculating, end quote. She said Ravens hovered her in an attempt to steal her groceries. She says, I had two Ravens, one that was on the car next to me, and he kept squawking really loud, Josie said. He would sit on the car and stare at me, then hop next to the bed of the truck and on the other side, and he kept going back and forth. The other Raven was on the ground. He kept trying to pull... I had those little mini melons you have in the mesh bags. He kept trying to grab the netting and pull my melons off the cart. End quote. A raven started to fly in a circle around Josie until she got them to scream, uh, to scram. Quote, he was waiting for another opportunity to grab the melons off the cart, but they never deterred, she said. They just stayed posted, waiting for their next opportunity to steal something out of my cart. Another quote. They are very dedicated to their mission. End quote. A manager at an Anchorage Costco declined to comment to the newspaper about the Raven Thieves. In Anchorage, Audubon Society tallies the Raven population every December. The group reported 923 common Ravens in 2018, 621 in 2019, and 750 birds in 2020. Rick Senna, a former wildlife biologist within the state of Department of Fish and Game, said hundreds of Ravens fly to Anchorage in the winter for food. After winter turns to spring, most of the most of the ravens leave, Sinat said. But before they do, the ravens go to Costco and they stick around to pluck assorted meats, fruits, and veggies. Quote, for, deca- for years, decades, they've watched people in parking lots of grocery stores with all this food. They know what a piece of fruit looks like in a grocery cart because they've seen it on the ground or seen it in a garbage can. End quote. Ryan, 
just be careful, especially if you're out there in those Costco's. There's no telling what these Ravens are going to do next. And that is all. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or uh, Facebook, Instagram, on YouTube at Podcast Fresh. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Fresh T.O. Follow our, per- follow our personals uh, at Torres Unlimited for Chris, at official underscore acapella for me, and email us at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. That is it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Stay fresh. Podcast Fresh.